Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one's going to be for Sifu, which is developed by Slowclap uh, and was released very uh, recently. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, it's going to be a spoiler-free review because there's a story here. It's not one worth talking about, but it's not really the focus of this game. The focus of this game is definitely the gameplay, the interactions, the animation, the fight stuff how the game ebbs and flows, all that kind of stuff. So, going to be a spoiler-free review because I'm not going to talk about the story anyway. I'm just going to talk about the actual gameplay. Um, but let's get into my rating system. Of course, we've got for games, uh, must play, don't skip, possible skip, and then a skip rating. But as you've seen from the title, I'm going to give this a don't skip and I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, so I had an interesting journey with uh, Sifu, one that I am overall happy with, as I said, don't skip, I liked this game, I didn't love this game, but I did like it, um, I think it's an enjoyable game at times that I felt was a little overrated by a few people, but um, yeah, you know, this game was first revealed, and Obviously, we found out, obviously, it was a fighting game, and the, the first thing that kind of struck a lot of people was the animations and everything, and the fighting, and the different locations and stuff, and how that all kind of looked, and you could pick up weapons and that sort of thing. And I think most people generally were very positive on the game uh, going forward. Um, and then as they revealed a, a few more of the gameplay videos, they introduced us to this... Um, aging system which is where when you die um you get older and then when you get to i think it's 70 is the oldest that you can get to you fail the the mission you have to do the mission again or the the mission the level again now i've said recently um about you know i went back to returnal um and i've played games like demon souls and things like that and I've started to, I said uh, last week when I mentioned I re went back to Returnal, I almost said return to Returnal, but that would be too um, <laughs> on the nose. Uh, but when I went back to Returnal and I said like, Returnal's a great game, all that kind of stuff, but I'm just a bit on the out with the whole kind of games with cycles kind of thing. You know, games like the Soulsborne series, games like Returnal um, and uh, others like that as well. Where, you know, you're playing for 30, 40, 50 minutes, maybe an hour. And you're building up your character, you're killing some enemies, you get to a boss fight. Or not even to a boss fight, you get to an enemy. And you, you know, your health gets chipped away at. And then you die, and you restart everything again. Um, you keep some of the stuff that you've... Um, the points that you've got, if you've got them from before. But any, like, you know, progress that you made is kind of gone. Sifu does have that, however, uh, and this is where I do want to give credit to Slowclap for um, listening to listening to feedback, listening to not just the crowd of people um, who like accessibility uh, options and games, um, you know, those who are slightly less able to play or however you'd like to phrase that. And that wanted a more enjoyable experience. But to those people that were like. Oh yeah this game's really great. It's just a bit too hard. And they listened to those people. And they added 
difficulty options. I can't remember what they're all called, but now you've basically got an easy, normal, and a hard mode. So the game did get an update after a couple of months of it being released. And um, I remember saying at the time, like, hey, I- I've still got this game installed. I did buy this game. I didn't rent this one. Um, I had the game already on my PS5. And I thought, I'm going to go back. I'm going to reinstall it. I'm going to go back through. Um, I was I-, I was struggling with the, the second time I-, I tried to play the game. But I stepped away for kind of the same reasons. Which was, this game's great. It's just a bit too annoyingly hard. And they added difficulty options. They put easy in. Um, I went back and I played the game. And now I finished it. Um, and I just want to give. I, I do want to give credit to Slow Clap for that. Because unlike with From Software. Who don't really seem to care about like accessibility. And you know easier modes. And all that gets thrown at you. Not from From Software. But from that community is like. You just got to get good. And that just doesn't really help anybody, does it? You know, if somebody's saying like, oh, you know, I'm really enjoying this game, but it's a bit too hard. You got any tips? Get good. It's not very useful. It's not very helpful, is it, when when somebody says that? So, you know, I was thinking about Sifu and I thought you added an easy mode. I don't know if, I don't know if I'll still be able to beat it on easy mode. Obviously, I could because I'm sitting here and I've completed the game. Um... And then went back and I had a really good time. I had a really, really good time with it. You know, I was still getting... I was still getting punished for my mistakes. Of like when I tried to get too greedy and get too many hits in. That type of thing. Or if I um, misread like blocking signals or parry signals or things like that. And I was getting, you know, knocked a little bit. But I wasn't dying so much. But to me... When I was playing this game and that was happening, and I would sort of like be getting hit a few times, maybe I'd made a few mistakes, and then I would kind of like use the R two, which is the the dodge button, and I'd you know step back a bit, rethink, you know re- reset kind of the situation, and I would keep on fighting, and I did die a bunch of times. Still, um, I went from the age because you start at age twenty. And like I said, it goes up to 70. And if you die after 70, you have to restart that particular level. Not the whole game, but just that particular level. And I got up to 39 or 40, I think it was. Um, then I discovered the shrine that I'll talk about in a minute. Which gets you, which enables you to uh, go back five years. And I was able to take it back down to 25, I think. Because I activated that three times, I think. Um... But I had a much, much better time with this game. And it just kind of goes to show, like... I I didn't think the game was too easy. Um, I didn't... I certainly wasn't able to just button mash my way through. Um, which I didn't expect to. And I feel like the easy mode, at least for me... Struck a really good balance of, like, those warning signals. Of, like, you know... Okay, you need to be parrying and dodging a bit better... And, you know, try not to get too greedy with too many hits and that sort of thing. But at times when I got things right, like I caught an enemy off guard and I was able to do the sliding kick and trip him up on the floor. And then um, I would hold the circle button and then do the, you know, the punches on the ground. And then that would like lower their, um, uh, what do you call it, their stance thing so I could do the finishing move. 
but then a big um, enemy would come along, like one of the big guys, and they would be like a bit harder to deal with because they were harder to deal with in the game. But I was still sort of able to dodge out the way, time my, you know, parries and all that sort of thing. And I was having a much, much better time. I will say, though, that being said, because that's for, like, your general enemies. The boss fights in this game were a little bit ridiculous at points. The one that frustrated me the most... Actually, there was two that really frustrated me. I can't remember their names specifically... But the woman that's got the knives, she throws knives at you from a distance. And the woman that's got the um, sling that looks like a light. She's got like one of her arms missing. But she's got like a piece of string there and she flings a um, light thing at you. There's another woman that flings a uh, blade at you. She was not too bad to deal with. Um, but those two enemies, the the, the, the light, light slinger, um, is that what I want to call her? Uh, she had like a light on the end of her rope and she would she would sling it at you and, and that type of thing. Um, she was really, really annoying to deal with. And also the woman that threw swords at you was really, really annoying to deal with. I still beat both of them. I still beat both of them. So it's fine. Um, it didn't cause me to have like a game over or anything. But at times their attacks were a little bit like, okay, how am I supposed to like respond to that, you know? Um, so th- those were my only kind of gripes with the, um, with the combat, but I, I got this sense when I was playing on the easier mode, that just, if I time my things better, like parries better, or I, I, I just try to look at a specific enemy a bit more, I could get on with it pretty well, you know. Um, so I, I, yeah, some, some praise there, some, you know, knocks and things like that, I suppose. Um, so that's all that kind of stuff. Uh, I do have to say, there's still a few things for me to talk about here. Um, I do have to say, so I pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition, and I, I do need to go back to this, because it is a point to knock against the, not the game itself, but the developers. Um, they put, because I think this game came out in April, they put the Deluxe Edition available on a Sunday and the game was released on a Tuesday this was in early April and if you paid I think it was £10 or $10 more which was how much more the deluxe version was you get the game on Sunday at for me it was noon at my time so midday noon at my time uh, for the UK time on a Sunday um, it got to that point on that day and the game hadn't done any pre-installing pre-downloading whatever you want to call it uh, and the timer went to zero zero hours zero minutes zero seconds and it would not let you do anything else it was glitched out the clock itself had glitched itself the clock had glitched itself out and you weren't able to download the game you weren't able to access it anything like that and this took them approximately I think it was seven hours to fix and myself, as as well as many others, had cleared some time on that Sunday, on the Sunday afternoon. Um, I made sure that like, a day before, I, you know, caught up on some more shows on the Saturday. So I would have, you know, I would have watched those shows. So I got more you know, time for the games on Sunday. Um, I tried to do, you know, other things earlier before, before that point. Um, 
and I try to clear like as much as my afternoon as, as possible. So I do have to put a knock against that because that was not only time that was wasted for not just myself but people that had cleared that time and there were a few of them. I saw some comments on Reddit, I saw some comments on Facebook and on Twitter because uh, they had posted like hey see through launch day all this kind of stuff and everybody was like hey it's not available for us, it's not available for anybody. Um, I don't think the problem was on PC actually, I think it was just a PlayStation 4 and 5 problem specifically but still. Um, I was part of that experience that did have that. Um, if I had gotten the game on a Tuesday and it would have worked normally, um, I wouldn't ha have had a knock against that because it wouldn't have been part of my experience necessarily. Um, but I do have to put a knock against that for its its score because, you know, people paid earlier for for a game. And sure, it wasn't delayed for like a week, but seven hours, is you can beat this game in seven hours. <laughs> you can beat this game in probably one hour, or or maybe two hours or something. Um, yeah, in fact, the second half of the game, which I played today, uh, granted it was on easy mode again, uh, which was levels, because uh, I think there's five, it was levels three, four, and five, I beat in about an hour and a half. Obviously, at launch, the difficulty options weren't available, but still, um, so you could have beaten the whole game. At that point, um, I probably wouldn't wouldn't have done that, but uh, or wouldn't have been able to. But do you get the point there? So yeah. Um, so do you have to have a knock against that? Um, let's talk about some uh, design choices and stuff in the game and some other bits and pieces. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
Alright, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about design choices in the game. Um, some of which I felt, well, not just design choices, but like level design and you know when you were going through the levels them. So the levels themselves, basically. Uh, some of the stuff I didn't like. This starts off as a relatively grounded game, and I'm not saying that you can't put supernatural stuff in. It just felt a bit out of place when it happened. Um, and this this isn't really again you can't really spoil this game I don't think um, unless you talk about like what happens at right at the end. But again we're not we're not getting into spo- story spoilers, but I will talk about level design. So you start off with just some streets and some buildings and interiors and rooftops, you know that type of stuff. Then the th- it's either the third or the fourth level. I think it's the third one. Gets into supernatural stuff, and it was out of place. Not really explained. Not that I expected it to be explained, but it kind of it came out of nowhere. And I saw what they were trying to do with a certain part of the third level, where you would go through the. I think it was the exhibition building and you could have like if you if you got a key for the, the lift you could like skip most of it and that type of thing uh, and then you'd get into these sort of like trippy sequences and there were parts in the game where there was like these statues that you could destroy and some of the statues at certain points not in statue form but in human form came to life if you want to call it that and then you would fight them. It just felt really like a, a shift in tone, a shift in level design. And you could have very easily had all five levels. Well, technically there's six with the prologue, but you don't really count that. Um, you could have technically had all five levels and just had them as normal grounded things and just just kept the flow going. I felt like the flow was somewhat disrupted by that. And it's not like the worst thing that happens in this game. Um but it just it fell out of place. It t- tonal it was a, a bit of a shift and I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Even with games like um some of the un- I don't think it's all the uncharted games but some some of the uncharted games do this and you fight against like Certain supernatural enemies. In that it doesn't really make any sense either. Well, it I wouldn't say it doesn't make any sense. It's a bit like out of place. And it, it kind of. It throws you off a little bit. When, when things are grounded in that kind of way. Because um, you have a very nice simple grounded. Martial arts game here. Basically with Sifu. But. It just, it just felt out of place in that third level. Um. Also, some of the level design itself was a little bit strange. I get what they were trying to do, and it kind of like was a 50-50 that it actually worked. But, because you would go through very linearly um, in the first couple of levels, and then the game would give you like, hey, here's like four different doors that you can go through. And... I get what they were trying to do, which is like, oh, if you go through one of these doors, beat some enemies, find a key. If you come back to this level later, um, you'll have the key so that you can go through a different door, go through a shortcut and avoid enemies. 
so that you fight less enemies which gives you more of a chance of keeping your character young and then you skip forward to the boss or skip further forward to the boss you you avoid certain areas and i i understand the idea there um but again it was a bit of a weird or not really weird shift it was a bit of an odd sort of like it wasn't really very simplified um i don't even think you really needed to do it to be honest um i got the idea i just don't think it really it it, it worked as well as they maybe wanted it to because the idea is shortcuts um but it was fine. Again, it wasn't the worst thing that happened in this game. It's just something I wanted to mention. Um, but that was that as well. Uh, let's talk about animations in this game as well. Because uh, that was pretty much what I wanted to say for the, the level design. And some I've already talked about some of the boss encounters and that sort of thing. The animation in this game is brilliant. It's really, really brilliant. Um, there's a few odd choices... The one particular odd choice that sticks out that gets like half fixed later on. So when you get to level three, I think I think it's level three, and enemies start having things like katanas and swords and you know blades and those sorts of things. Now, when you beat up a few of those enemies and they drop their swords, so you can pick them up, which is great. It's great that you can use like you know pickups in the game and you can pick up like staffs and baseball bats and swords and blades and bottles and you know that's really really good that you can do that and you can choose to throw them you can choose to use them as as weapons um it's it's really good that's a really really good aspect of it or you know with bottles that there's a thing that i think if you run into a room and there's a bottle next to you instead of picking it up and then pressing another button to throw it you can press one button and your character will throw it straight at an enemy to make it like for that speed run stuff so that was really good I, I did like the use of um of weapons in this game. And you can't just you can't just pick up one weapon and just be like, alright, I'm gonna beast the rest of this, I'm just gonna whack everybody around the head with a baseball bat, because uh, it does break eventually. You can get a thing to where um your weapon durability lasts longer, but it you can't have like you can't pick up a baseball bat in level one and carry it all the way through to the end. Um or you can't do the same with a sword. You can't pick up like a sword in, in um in level three, and carry it through to like the last boss fight and all that sort of stuff, which which is good. Um, although with like the staffs and things like that, when you have obviously the two-handed staffs, if they half break at a certain point, you can use it as like a one-handed staff that lasts a little bit longer and that kind of helps you. So that that was pretty good. I, I really did enjoy that. Um, however, so I'm not sure what rating this game actually did have. I never got around to looking it up. But there were a few animations at the time, and this did kind of take me out of the moment when it first happened. So I pick up a uh, blade off of an enemy, I think it was like a sword or something. I beat up one of the enemies in the first part of the third level. I beat him up with it, or beat him up, take it off off of the ground or whatever. Enemy next to me, I start using it on them. Then I did an animation to where like you can stab or you can cut an enemy, you can cut their throat, you can stab them through like the chest, or you can do one of them swiping sort of cuts where it like slices the belly kind of thing. But for some reason until until about episode level or whatever you want to call it, level five I think, you don't start seeing blood. 
And I remember the first time I like cut an enemy. I think I did like a belly slice or I did a, 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 a throat cut. I was like, oh, there's no blood. And it immediately took me out of it. I was like, this is great. The animations here are great. The char- the way that the enemy is reacting to me cutting them. And the animation there and stuff. And my character's animation and interaction. Really, really good. Because um, as I mentioned on the... And I'm going to keep bringing this episode up for a while, by the way. In my uh, How Games Can Evolve podcast. One of the things I mention is animations. And how I'd like to see improved, better, more fluid animations in games more characters reacting to things that you're doing through interactions you know interactions and animations kind of going together but a a specific spotlight on animation but you kind of take me out of it when i have a sword in a violent fighting game where i am killing people breaking their necks you know throwing them off of things cutting their you know throat stabbing them no, these enemies are dying, and they are killing me as well in certain points. And there's no blood. Now, I'm not being like, oh, this needed to be like Doom, where I'm ripping someone's head off, or, you know, ripping their ribcage. I, I, I didn't need it to, obviously, that would be really unrealistic for a game like this. This isn't Doom. Or in, like, COD or something, where you can do, like, body dismemberment, or... uh any of that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about like body dismemberment. I'm talking about very simple kind of like. I have cut or stabbed an enemy. And there is no blood. It looked kind of strange. The more I think about it the more strange it kind of was. But then as I was doing the uh, 30 minute stream that I did. Which was my last part of the game. I noticed that. Because I uh, there was a part in the 5th level. Where I was kind of walking around trying to work out where to go. And I walked past a few enemies. Looked at the ground. And there was blood on the floor. I don't know if it was actually my blood or their blood. Because obviously my character's being punched a few times. That kind of stuff. So that's really strange. That's really strange. Maybe there's some like censorship issues there. Because I just thought. I mean in like Ghost of Tsushima. When you're cutting enemies up. And because obviously it's a sword fighting game. Which is more focused on sword fighting. But still. If you cut an enemy. Or stab an enemy in Ghost of Tsushima. Um, there's blood there. So I guess my overall question. Why is there no blood in this game. In moments where there should be. And it's in an art style. Maybe that was the reason. But I was. uh, Yeah. First time I like cut into an enemy. And I'm like oh I wonder what the blood looks like. Oh it's not here. It's kind of strange. Kind of strange. Again you can you can consider that a nitpick if you want to. Maybe you think like Matt. You know you don't need to have blood in the game. Sure you don't need to have it. But it's that extra part of like, ooh, it happened. That 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 part of immersion, you know. And to be honest, the blood splurting or spattering is should be part of the animation. And I brought up animation in terms of how your enemies are reacting to you beating them. Part of that animation should be blood. So why is it not there? <laughs> Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to, like, crucify the game for it or anything, it was just, uh, just wondered where it was, so, yeah. Um, but other than that, your, your general kind of animation of, like, kicking enemies in the head, or if you're flipping around or whatever, or if you've got them on the ground and you're doing, like, the ground punches and stuff, or the animation of, like, swiping an enemy's uh, legs away... Um, or when you do the finishers and you get like a few punches and like there'll be an arm break or something in there. Um, those were brilliant. 
Um, yeah, really, really good. I, I really, really liked them. They were great as well. Um, so I was happy. I was like, let's say, ninety percent happy with the animation in this game. And this game clearly wants you to pay attention to its animation as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't have like, because there's also there's almost like mini cutscenes when when you're doing certain finishing moves and things. Um, so they clearly put a lot of work into the animation here. So um, I want to give a lot of praise for that. Cause, you know, that's one of the things I asked for in terms of how to evolve video games. We're into this PS5 Series X era. One of the things I asked for, and that's the way that they delivered it. So I'm I'm very very happy about that. You just missed out on the blood. <laughs> so yeah. That was good. Um, other than that, yeah, I think this game was slightly overrated by some people. I liked it. I didn't love it. But again, going back and being able to kick some ass, but then being punished at certain points, it felt more even, which is important, which is good. So I wasn't like, I wasn't destroying enemies by button mashing my way through this game. Um,. And I wasn't getting my ass completely kicked and getting frustrated and not having a good, a good time. Because at the end of the day, whether you want to be challenged in a game, whether you want to have fun with a game, whether you want to do, you know, have a competitive game. I think we can all agree that no matter what game you're playing, what difficulty it is or what you're wanting from a game. We all want to have at least a good time, right? I mean, there's discussion about like what games are fun and what games are like competitive and stuff. And I want to, you know, now that I've brought this this up, Last of Us 2, one of my favourite games I've ever played. I, I think it's the best game I've ever played. One of my favourite games I've ever played as well. Love that game, absolutely love it. I wouldn't have played it five times and tried to pl- and platinumed it if I didn't love it. Um, Last of Us 2 isn't a game that I would consider to be fun, but I have a very good time playing that game, a very, very good time playing that game. Um... I mean, the fun part... There is fun parts to The Last of Us 2, which is like when you outdo an enemy or you do a good stealth kill or you do an animation to where you jump off the roof as Ellie and you stab an enemy or um, you outsmart an enemy or something like that or you get like a really good bow and arrow kill that you had to like, you know, judge the... um, uh, What do you call it? drop distance on the arrow and things like that or if you get an explosive arrow and you you know you have to be careful using it and you blow some enemies up that's fun but like the story with last of us and stuff like that is quite sad but it's kind of supposed to be because it's a very bleak world it's a very bleak story it's a very bleak game but it's a great game and as i mentioned out of every single game we all play whether it's COD, Last of Us, Fortnite, Crash, you know, whatever you want to play. I think we can all agree we want to have a great time with games. We want to be at least enjoying the games that we're playing. And, you know, going back to Sifu on the easier mode. Still got knocked about. Still had a bit of a challenge. A few frustrations here and there. But when I was doing things right, when I was kicking ass and I was, you know, getting those finishes together and... And then they cut to like the Daredevil style uh, corridor camera angle. And I was kicking enemies' asses that way and doing really great stuff. I was having a great time with that. So did I have a good time with Seafood overall? Seafood uh, overall? Yes, a very, very good time with it. Um, I just feel it's a little overrated by some people. If you love this game, if you think this is the best game you've ever played, 
awesome. I'm very, very happy for you. Um, but yeah, it gets a don't skip from me. It gets an 8 out of 10. And I enjoyed my time with it. So, there we go. Um, but as I also mentioned on the stream thing that I, that I did. If Slow Clap wants to make another game. Um, I won't be buying a deluxe edition thing off of you. Uh, I'll be probably just renting the next game. Um, which is what I do for most of my games, by the way. But, um, yeah. Uh, if they want to make another fighting game, or if they want to do something else, they've, they've they've at least got my trust on the level of, you're going to make a game that I'm going to hopefully enjoy, right? Whether you want to talk about the financial stuff, and them, you know, not fixing their game for seven hours, sure, you can put that in there. But, I had a great time with the game that they made. So if they're going to make another game, which they probably are, I will keep an eye on that. And I will trust that the next game that they make is going to be great. Um, and we'll have to see what that is. So there we go. Uh, but overall, that's my thoughts on Sifu. Um, yeah, good time. Had a good time with it. Uh, let me know what you thought, by the way. If you've not played it or if you have played it, if you got a little bit put off by the difficulty originally, um, there is an update. If you go and update your version of Sifu or, or whatever you've got, uh, you can put it on, uh, I think it's called Student Difficult, or the, the easiest one that's there. Uh, you can put it on that as well. Um, for those of you that liked the more challenging difficulty, or maybe you put the game on hard, maybe you really wanted to have a fun, tough time, or a good, tough time with the game, whatever. Whatever your thoughts are on the game, on, on Sifu, if you liked it, didn't, or whatever, uh, you can let me know what those are. Uh, MatthewDentertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Um, there's also an email box thing on the website version of the episode. You can check that out as well. And a clickable email name in your show notes. So lots of different ways to get in contact. And let us know what you think. Um, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, games, films, May Night podcast. Check out all of those on either entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms. If you want to support us in other ways, you can uh, just listen to more episodes that we've done. On the places I just mentioned. Uh, you can use word of mouth and social media. Let other people know about the content that we're making. Either by just telling them or using social media. That sort of stuff. So you can use that. Uh, Patreon $1, $3 level tiers. Add free podcast and review options. Uh, check that out as well if you want to. Um, so there's all of that. Uh, for your TV and your film news. If you want to know. Because uh, there's a lot of renewals and cancellations. And things happening at the moment. Some air dates. June is uh, ridiculously busy. So if you want to know about all of that casting news, you know, we've got a new doctor and all that kind of stuff, uh, geektown.co.uk geektown radio, uh, geektown radio episodes come out on Tuesdays, there's a new one from yesterday go and look out for that uh, so that's geektown, Bex who's involved with this stuff as well uh, you can find her over on Trista B-Y-T-E-S, either over on Twitch or Twitter and Instagram, check out what she's doing on those places, you can also find me streaming, obviously no more seafood because I've finished it now but uh, other stuff for the future as well. Uh, eTalk UK for my Twitch channel. If you've missed those streams or you want to find the game clips all available to watch on YouTube. Uh, that is um, YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. Uh, thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>